Where do you shop? It's a favorite. It's a crowd favorite. <laughs> Lay, 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 lay,
The Piazzatna, Ellie Cohn, Ellie Cohn, Svi Friedman, and Steve Galaskov. It's like the Klal saw dream team, right? It's, every, it's everything you need for your Ruchnias and your Gashmias. Everything you need for your Ruchnias and your Gashmias. Incredible. Chevra, okay, a good night of Shabbos, everyone. And Shkok Tabeli for Mamish lifting us up. Eshkoch Tzvi for the what are we what what's tonight? I didn't even see. If I didn't see, but I don't see oil. I can't see the oil from here. It's there. Always if I there. can't see the oil from here, it's not really. Yeah, it's there. It's there. All right, it's see, beautiful. Was that commercial? It's yeah. in there. It's, it's in, in there. there. <laughs> Let's see. Tremendous <laughs> Eshkoch. <laughs> wow. Let's see Eshkoch. Steve, who are our sponsors tonight? Kanan Block and myself. Incredible, incredible. On Raw. I have noticed. The Claw. My Hebrew birthday. Hebrew birthday. How old? A or P politics. A Is that fifty? Fifty. Yeah. <laughs> fifty. Steve, behalf of the entire Shalish Baruch who should give you Arichos Yamim Vishanim Kol Meshalos Libech LaTovah Bracha Ad Shivla Sif Sosach Milom Ardai Ad Me VeEsim Shanim Tovos. All right, Chava, let's continue. So we are picking up Emir Sashem today on page 42. Page 42. So last week, if you remember again, we started a beautiful piece in Os Yud Ches. The Piazzetta was speaking about the power of music. Power of music. As you remember again, the Piazzetta was speaking about this idea that music essentially is the language of the Neshama. That if a person wants the ability for the soul to become the dominant, the dominant driving force, so it's music, it's Shira, the Piazzetta. Again, we're not going to go through everything from last week. But the Piazzetta was speaking about, again, the, the, the transformative and cathartic power of music. Aye, but the Piazzetta says, you see many unholy people who go ahead and produce nice music. It's true. It's true. Shira by itself is not an ends. But Shira, when we're, we're using the word also like song and music interchangeably, right? Because again, I think when Nehemiah brought up last week, you know, the distinction between Shira with words versus a Nigun without words. So the Piaget's the saying Shira is not an ends, but Shira is a means. Song is a means. Music is a means to unlocking dramatic Yiddusha. So we're picking up on page 42. We left off in the middle of the paragraph. Um, we left off, we left off the Chayvan. So it is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten lines down from the top, last word on the line. Ten lines down from the top, last word on the line, page 42, the Chayvan. So we'll see, it appears that's something so beautiful over here. It says, the Chayvan, Sha'anu Chavrasil Neshem Hashemi. We'll say, what's the point of this Chabura? Right, right, we start, when did we start? We start in Elul, Right. Coming up on almost a year. Coming up on almost a year, which is we're right on target. I said five years for this safer. I think we're, I think we're running ahead of schedule. Running a little bit ahead of schedule, actually. So I say, so what's the point? Like, what 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 are we doing? What are we doing? Like, what what are we trying to do? So what we're trying to do is to serve Hashem better. Like that that's what I'm, that's just what I'm trying to do with my in general. Like, what am I trying to do with my life? What am I do? I'm just trying to serve the Ribono Shal Olam better. But I recognize that if I go at it alone, I could do X. If I got it with a halo gechever like this, I could do X plus Y. 
there's so much more, right? Remember, again, working together with the Chevra to improve your relationship with Hashem is a force multiplier. Mm-hmm. This is it. What's beautiful for once in a while is the Piaget's that kind of refocuses us on what our goal is. What's our goal? Also, look at this line. I want my soul to rule my body. That's what I want. I'm not looking to negate my body, right? I'm not looking, looking to abuse my body, to punish my body. You know, so, you know there's a, there's a, there's a Mesa that a chassid once came to the Bashan of HaKadosh. And he said, Rebbe, he went, he went through the whole series of Averis that he, that he went ahead and he committed. So the Bashan of HaKadosh says to him, Sindhu, what are you going to do? So the guy says, I have it all figured out. First, I'm going to immerse in a freezing mikvah three times a day. Right? Freezing river three times a day. Then I'm going to roll around in the snow. And then I'm going to walk around without shoes. Right? The Bakshanda says, I don't understand. You committed Averis and you have to punish your body? The Rebbe was saying is, the goal is not to beat down the physicality. That's not the goal. The goal is to subdue it. Right? The goal is to rein it in. Too many of us live life and the body controls the soul. Our entire avoda is, I want my soul to be in the driver's seat of my life. I want my soul to have control over my body. What do I want? I want to just, I want to tie myself to the Kiddusha of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I just want to be connected. I will say, you know, what, is, what does it mean to be connected? You know what ends up happening to so many of us, I give this marshal very often, that we say to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you're great. You're really fantastic. I, I love you. But you know, I'm not ready to settle down. Right? I think maybe we should see other people. Right? I want to see kind of what's out there. I have commitment issues. And, and many of us, without even realizing in our spirituality, have commitment issues. I, I know that God is the right shidduch for me. It's not a shayla. Like, I, I know that a relationship, like David HaMelech said, Va'ani kirvas elokim litov. I know the best thing for me in life is to be close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but I'm just so afraid to commit. I'm so afraid to commit. Again, we're not going to get into this now, but people have, people have commitment issues for all kinds of reasons. But at the end of the day, deep down, the reason I have commitment issues with God is because I don't think I measure up. Right? I don't think that I'm really worthy of having a relationship with Hashem. So meanwhile, says the Piazetzna, what do I want? I want to tie myself to his Kiddusha. I don't, I, don't, I don't want to be a platonic friend of the Kesh Baruch Hu. I don't want to be an episodic acquaintance. I want to tie myself to him. I just, say, you know what I want? You know what I want more than anything? I want to lose myself in Hashem. So isn't it like the most incredible thing? You know, sometimes you say things and I don't quite understand what it means. But I just know that I want it. I don't know what it means to lose myself in Hashem. But I know that I just want to lose myself in Hashem. I'm so tired of like always making the same mistakes. I'm so tired of always getting derailed. I'm so tired of always going the wrong, down the wrong path for self-fulfillment. I just want to lose myself in the Ribbono Shalom. That's all I want. Says the PSG, so how do you do it? How do you lose yourself in God? How do you attach yourself, tie yourself to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? How do you put your soul in the driver's seat of life? Says the Piaget, no? I want to point out, Piaget is coming at this with a bias. What's the bias? Number one, he's a chassid. He's a chassid. Right? I'm sorry? Jewish music only. Of course, Jewish music. 
We're gonna, we're gonna strike that one from the record, right? Is this the second? Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> so we're gonna we'll talk we'll talk about other music. I'll say so. Number one, the Piaget's the chassid. Number two, the Piagetsna was a child prodigy in both learning and music, in playing of instruments and composition of music. So obviously, again, you have to understand what the Piagetsna's highlighting over here is. This is his idea. In other words, you could see how many wouldn't agree with this. But the Piagetsna says, if you ask me, if you ask me, how do you get to this level where you lose yourself in God, where you put your soul in the driver's seat? It's music. It's music. It's shira. It's song. Nagila says, "Barino unegina shlavolo shamayim." Shabbos, look what he writes. Lo shnitzach lechaber nigunim chadashim. You don't have to make new music. Piyajetz, I'm not talking about composing music. Kimoshelo nomar shmi sherotz lisameach esatzu beyayin tzarach lasos yayin megito dafka. But I say it's no different, right? If I would like to have a nice bottle of wine, right? I want to have a little bit simcha, right? Again, nothing wrong with using a little bit of wine to create some simcha. You don't have to pick your own grapes, right? Make your own batch, ferment your own wine. What can you do? What can you do? You could buy a bottle that somebody else made. Yeah. Same thing with music. You don't have to create something new in order to lose yourself in Hashem. Same way, if I want to use my words to lift up another person and to inspire another person, I don't have to create any new words. I mean, I, I do often create new words. It happens usually early in the morning, right? right? But, but, but Lamaisa, one does not have to create new words in order to express a sentiment. What the Piyajetna is saying is, the same way you don't have to create new words to express an idea or sentiment, you don't have to create new wine to go ahead and be besimcha on a Shabbos and a Yom Tiv. You don't have to create new music in order to be able to lose yourself in HaKadosh Baruch Hu and put your neshama in the driver's seat. What you need to inspire yourself through music already exists in the world. You don't have to be a mechadish. You don't have to come up with something novel. But say, look what he writes. I'm sorry? You can even sing the reclaimed Havanagila. Good. Echeme, you should share that with us. I'll post it on the chat. Absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. Good. Echeme, I'll tell you the rest of that story. But kach lecha eze tenua shonigun. So it says the Piaget, no? Take for yourself. Look, look, we'll say the wording over here is very interesting. Take for yourself. What does tenua shonigun mean? An action of nigun. Take for yourself some action of song. What does that mean? Look what the Piagetzna writes. Hasev panecha lakir. Sometimes you know what you have to do? Turn your face towards the wall. I'm sorry? Well, before we begin answering, right? He said, listen to this. He says, when he says, turn your face to the wall, it doesn't have to literally mean, what he means is like, be alone. Be alone. Turn yourself to the wall. Or close your eyes. Just close your eyes. And think the following. Just close your eyes for a second and just use your imagination that you are standing before the throne of Hashem. And imagine that you're standing before the Kisya covered and you want to just say everything you need to say to Hashem. But however, sometimes the best way to convey something is not through the spoken word. Sometimes the best way to convey how you're really feeling is through song, is through nigun. A tune, a nigun, could capture feelings, could capture ideas that the spoken word cannot. And you will begin to feel 
your soul emerging from you with joy. So we'll see what the Piaget's not saying. Just give yourself a couple of minutes alone. Turn to the wall. Close your eyes. Imagine I'm standing before the Kisya Kavod, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I have so much to tell you. I have so much to share with you. I have so much to talk about with you. And if I'm suffering, pour out your heart in suffering. And if you're besimcha, pour out your heart with just incredible gratitude for all of the brachos that have been conveyed upon you. But what's the mechanism? What's the mechanism? The part says the Piazetzna. Choose your song. Choose your song. And allow that song to be the vehicle of communication with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And when you do that, what's going to happen? you're going to find that you've awakened your soul. And you're going to find your soul emerging from you, bear none with joy. Listen to this. Sometimes you're going to be the musician who's playing the music before your soul to awaken it. And soon enough, you know what you're going to find? Your soul is playing the melody all on its own. Sometimes you have to awaken the soul with your nikun. Give yourself a little bit of privacy. Right? Close your eyes, turn to the wall. Choose your, you're standing before the kisya covered. Pour out your heart. Choose the nigin that you're going to convey everything you're feeling right now to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And you will see you will awaken your heart. You will awaken your soul. And when you begin to awaken your soul enough times, I'm going to use the word, the soul is woke. Not that kind of woke, right? Not that kind of woke. We stay away from that at all costs, right? That, that type of woke, that type of woke is the most asleep a person could be in this world, right? But Lamaisa, the soul is awakened. The soul is awakened. And suddenly, again, suddenly, suddenly, just say Bud Light. Just say Bud Light. Did I just have that? Gosh, gosh, all right. Piazetna says that then when you go ahead and you begin to sing enough to the soul, the soul itself begins to lead the shira. You have to wake it up, but then the soul, again, I just want to point out, some of you may be thinking, that's fine, shira does not do anything for me. And I will say, but that's okay, I just want to point out that there are there are many avenues of connection. And I do want to point out, the Piazetzna has not brought this up until page 42. So there's 42 pages filled with a variety of different avenues, modes, and, and, and forms of connection. So by no means, a person might say, again, let's say there are people who for them music is everything. Music is everything. And then there are people who like, music is nice, but music does not stir me. Stir me. There's no right, there's no wrong. There's no right. We're, we're wired in different ways to feel different things at different times. So the Piagetna is appealing to those of us, to those of us who for us music does something tremendous and dramatic. The Piagetna says, okay, use it. Use it. Remember again, it's the same way he spoke about the only type of people the Piagetna is not talking to are people who like to be overly intellectual. Because the Piagetna says everything we're trying to accomplish can't be done through the intellect. The intellect has to be shut off. This is through emotions. Remember again, we spoke about emotion. How do you channel emotion? So he's talking about now how to channel, go ahead, how to channel music. So we'll say last paragraph. Last paragraph, page 42. He says, He says a lot of times, we'll say when we look at music, we look at music, 
ultimately, again, it's a chida. What's a chida? A chida is a riddle. Sometimes, like, you look at music, or you listen to music, and I know that it has an effect, but I don't know why it has an effect. I, 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 don't, I don't understand what it is. Hakolos mahima. The different notes. Alios, viridos. I don't know what you call it in musical terms. What do you call it? The, the high notes and the low notes. Is there a name? Is that the high notes, low notes? Rise and fall. What is it? The rise and the fall. Rise and the fall. Right? Mahin. In other words, I, if you ask me, in other words, so what is it? What the Pijesta is saying is, because music is not an intellectual thing, although we spoke about intellectual music in last year, but because generally the impact that he's referring about with music over here is felt emotionally, somebody, somebody asks you, so tell me, how does music help you connect? What, what is it? Which, which note is it that gets you, right? What's, what's, which composition? So he says, Sometimes the notes are longer, sometimes the notes are shorter. So I'll say what the Piazesta says, sometimes in life, it's not important how something works. What's important? What's important? That it works. That it works, yes. So so what if like a song that has Holisha that wants to get made by inspired? It's the wrong kind of inspiration. It'd be the same way that if a piece of pork got you to feel great about God. Right? I feel, when I feel full, I love to learn Torah. That's, you're confusing what inspiration is. Inspiration that comes from an impure source is not inspiration. It might be something else. It might be something else. And it doesn't have to necessarily be something bad, but it's not inspiration. It can't, it can't be. It can't be. Because if, inspira- if, if a quote-unquote inspiration comes from an impure source, then by definition, that's not bringing you any closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So, fine. so putting the Kol Isha aspect aside, I think last week, I don't know. I, I think I think we use the word inspiration very loosely. I, I would be curious to know as a person saying they lose themselves in God when they hear a composition from Beethoven. I don't know. Maybe people do. I, I'm not like I said. I, like I gave the disclaimer in the last year. I'm not an appreciator of of classical music. It's nice. It's nice to me. It does nothing. But maybe there are people that mamish feel like they are lost in Hakadosh Baruch Hu. I I I think you'd be hard pressed to say like even English music. All kidding aside, like are there tunes that could be inspirational? Mm-hmm. Are there words that sure? Does a person, or could a person get to a level where they feel themselves lost in God from that? Maybe. You know, maybe there's some, but again, I, I would venture to say it doesn't compare to music that comes from a Kadosh source. So I, I still think at the end of the day, because we're dealing with spirituality, because we're dealing with connection, if the source is not pure, then you're not getting to what the Piagetsna is describing. And again, I said it tongue in cheek, but I really think it's the same thing. You know, I learn well on a full stomach. So I'm going to have, you know, my cheeseburger before I come to learn Dathyomi because now once I have a full stomach, I can concentrate. What? I mean, it's good. It's, the, the logic is there because, hey, I'm full. So I don't have to think about food while I'm learning. I can focus more. You can focus more. But do you think that your Torah is going to be any value when the way you're getting there is through something impure? And I think music is, is that same thing. And I think because music is so highly emotional, 
I think music is probably the most spiritually volatile thing you could have, right? And if it comes from a source that's impure, I think not only does it not inspire, it could ruin. And it could ruin in ways, and you can see this by the way, well, whatever, it's not, not our topic, but I, I think that's the, sh- yeah. I, don't, I hate to interject. One of the things that brought me back to Judaism after like 35 years was memories of going to shul with my grandfather to a shul where they sang everything. And I loved it. I loved to sing. I didn't know what the heck I was singing. <laughs> but that's what brought, what brought me back, the memory of, of the shul. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, it's beautiful, and never, that, that's not an interruption, that's exactly, that's exactly, that's, I'm sorry? Is that the source of the music? Because there's a lot of Jewish, Jewish groups that, who are taking Jewish music and turning it into... Yeah, so again, I don't want to, I got, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't want to get, I don't, I don't want to like comment on acapella groups or like things, you know, other things like that, people, or, yeah, I don't know, let's, 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 let's focus, let's focus on this, and let's, again, let's, let's stay the course, and right, the course that we're doing is, we're just doing, we're, we're doing... Kaddish music. We're doing Kaddish music. If you have a question about whether or not the music is Kaddish, it's probably not Kaddish. Right? In other words, like, if you're not sure if it's kosher, it's probably not kosher. Right? If you're not sure if it's Kaddish, it's probably not Kaddish. Well, we'll just go, we'll go with that as our guiding light. So let's go right there. He says as follows. So a lot of times, again, I don't know what it is about the music that moves me. He says, but yet, here's what I know. With the right note, with the right note. And I will say, again, going back to Nehemiah's comment last, last year, not the, not the Bud Light one, but the, the one from last year, right? So, 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 it's, it, 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 it's, it's a gift and a curse that I hear everything. It's like both. So, so, it could also be with the words. Remember, again, we're not really getting into Nigun versus Shira with words because different things do things with different people. But the idea is that with the right words or with the right note or with the right Nigun, suddenly, again, my soul has ascended to the heavens. And once my soul gets to the heavens, well, say it doesn't just visit, like it's drawn in. The heavens wrap their hands around my soul. And I will say, sometimes... The ability to experience a full body spiritual experience only comes through music. It's an incredible, incredible thing. You know, when you learn a beautiful piece of Torah, so the truth is your mind is impacted, your heart is impacted, but the truth is Shira, Shira, I will say no, have you never heard, have you never heard a nigga in a song that mamish like sends shivers up and down, like you, you, you feel different. You could, you could write, you, you, could, you could feel like you're floating, right? You could just feel like you're suddenly not held down by anything in this world. That's unique by Shira. Kolos Olim, page 43. He's employing very poetic lashon over here. But the bottom line is that the nigun just has the ability to literally catapult me to the celestial sphere. So I'll say, and I watch this. First paragraph on page 43. So i listen to this. Sometimes, this is incredible. So sometimes, look at the words. There are sometimes. Sometimes I end up dialoguing with Hashem. And I'm not even like fully aware that the dialogue has begun. He says, So again, often when I speak to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, often my dialogical connection begins with my physical needs. 
Right, that, that's if you think about it. Like what we're what we often utilize our conversation with for most is ultimately what do I need physically? Parnasa, refuah, whatever else I need. He says, I'm sorry, But the more the soul becomes awakened and the soul becomes feeling, right? And I will say, the more the soul leaves the nartik, the nartik is the case. Right, we spoke on this before. Often the soul is behind the mechitza shel barzal, is behind that wall, and then nigun has the ability to break down the wall, take the soul out of the case. Lauf el al to go ahead, right, and go ahead and literally ascend el to shamayim al on the on, on the wings of the nigun. Bemidozu tazov es haolam. We will say, listen to this through shira, through shira, person has the ability to leave this world. I say, is that not incredible? And you know it. If, if again, if you've felt it, you've felt it. And if you haven't felt it, I give you the bracha that you should feel it. Bekarov, that is the power of a nigun. A nigun can make you feel, just for a little bit of time, I'm not of this world. I'm not here. I'm not here. Yes. I'm understanding correctly. I think what the rub said earlier was something that to everyone except people who are only. Absolutely. You're not thinking about it, which is why also when back to the Rose said about my comment about the words. If you think about the words, you're using your head. You're not thinking the true path to connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu begins with shutting off the intellect. It's amplification of the emotion, amplification of feeling, and the shutting off of the intellect. Rabbi, did he? Oh, I'm sorry. But I don't understand that exactly. How is it, to use it. No, no, no. He's saying there are times to use it. There are times to use it. When you're looking, when you're... Nechami, think about this for just a moment. Think about any relationship you have in life that has deep and profound love attached to it. How much of it is intellectual and how much of it is emotional? I'll just tell you, my, my, my daughter and my son-in-law are over tonight with my new grandson, Baruch Hashem, Yoshua Akiva. And... I was holding, I was holding him in my arms. We were learning, we we're learning a little gemara together. He's a prodigy, I'm telling you. No, he's absolutely brilliant. He was slugging it up. He was slugging it up. He was great. And I looked down at him, and I said, "I love you more than anything in this world. I love you." And he's probably thinking, he's probably thinking to me, right? He's like, like "Dude, you don't even know me. You don't even know me, right?" <laughs> I just got to the world eleven days ago, right? Eleven days ago. There is absolutely no intellectual underpinning to that love. There's a, so can I tell you, well, you know, the truth is, he's my grandson, the daughter of my, the son of my daughter and my son-in-law, and now Baruch Hashem, I have a grandson and a granddaughter. The Arach HaShulchan says, you're really only Mekai Imperia Varivya, now with a son and daughter, with a grandson and a granddaughter. So now for the first time in my life, I can say, I'd be Mekai Imperia So I, I could go through all of that. I'm like, is that it? No. That's, that's not it. That has absolutely nothing to do with the love I feel towards this child. Not, nothing to do with it. And the truth is, it's not just this child, it's all of my children. Like, it's not, and I, th- and I think even it's a, it's a spouse, it's, it's not intellectual. Are there intellectual reasons why I love you? Sure. 
But is that when I have this feeling of love? Is it something that's happening here? No, it's happening you're not, here. You're not I'm not quantifying it, right? I'm not. So I, I, I think if you th- if you look at, again, so does that mean intellect doesn't play a role? Of course not. In other words, we have a whole body of Torah. Hebra, I just want to point out to Nehemiah's point. Sitting here learning the sefer, you could not sit and learn the sefer without what? Without what? Without intellect. So obviously, again, when we speak about shutting off the intellect, we're seeing that a little bit, a little bit, t- what was that? Just some whiskey. Right. That's oh, some whiskey. Right. Some whiskey, yes. I, sh- I think for now on, if I don't hear the comment, I'm not going to ask to have it repeated. I think that might be, maybe that's like the theme I'm, I'm picking up on over here. So I'm just pointing out, like, again, so of course the intellect plays a role in everything. But the what the Peter Jasna says is, and that's why his lesson is, you want to lose yourself in God? Who doesn't want to lose themselves in that's not intellectual. That has absolutely nothing to do with your mind, your intellect. It has everything to do with your heart and your emotion. Let's finish the paragraph. Does this have to connect to you? Give me one second. Let, let me just, I just want to finish this, this point. He says like this. Ultimately, again, a person leaves the world through Nigina. So we'll say he gives an example like the type of tefillah. He gives it in Yiddish, but at the end of the day, the tefillah is Yibanu Shel Olam in Himmel. Hey, essentially, what he says is the way the tefillah. So we'll say the way these connections often begin is they begin in distress. That's how they begin because we'll say on the most basic level, our connection with Hakadosh Baruch Hu comes about because of an inherent need that we have, right? I am deficient. I, as, much, as much as I like to think that I'm self-sufficient, I'm not self-sufficient. So the springboard for a relationship with Hashem is, you have everything, I don't. And everything I need in life, I have to get from you. So the way that first connection begins is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I'm in a state of existential distress, even if everything is okay right now, right? Let's say, Baruch Hashem, maybe right now, at 9.05 on Thursday night, I don't have any problems. I know that could change by 9.06. And I know that what the state today is doesn't, is no guarantee for what tomorrow is going to bring. So there's always this constant existential angst, this need. He goes on, skip to the end. He says, <laughs> Ultimately again, so I start by with a supplicatory, who saved me. Save me. Now, both say, sometimes you think to ourselves, but one second, really, that, that's what I'm using my connection with? So, let's, let's play this out. So, the Piagetzna says, what, let's, let's, right now we have a continuum. Take a couple of minutes. Turn, like Piagetzna says, turn your face to the wall. Decide what niggin you're going to sing. What song you're going to sing. Imagine yourself before the Kisiyah covered. And when you're before the Kisiyah covered, what do you do? Spill your heart. Spill your heart. The Piagetzna, I'm going to tell you how it's going to start. It's going to start with. I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this. I'm in trouble, this, that. And then the PSG says, you're going to think to yourself, so petty. What is God in ATM? You're just asking him for stuff? So the PSG says, don't downplay those tefillahs. Because when a Yid asks HaKadosh Baruch Hu for something, what he's saying is, mm-hmm. I can't do this on my own. And when I say this, this is life. I can't do life on my own. I need you. I need you. And that is the highest form of relationship. When they say, I can't go at it on my own. I need you. Now, I don't want to end there. I don't want to end there. But that is an incredible place to start. And I remember again, the PSGS says, what happens afterwards? What happens afterwards? So now through Nagina, I'm awakening the soul. And we'll say after enough times to, uh, that I actively awaken the soul, what happens? What happens? 
the soul is awakened and it wakes me. It goes into the driver's seat. It takes control. It drives the ship. It directs my life. It becomes the dominant force. How? Through awakening, through sheer. Mary, what were we going to say? Maybe he answered the question. I was just wondering, is there an inherent connect? Like, does there have to be a mitzvah connected to it for this spiritual process to happen? Or if I go to a, a kumzitz and I'm just in it, then I'm, I'm doing a spiritual... It sounds like you just need the kumzitz. Now, remember, Jose, what we spoke about two shiram ago was remember, the challenge with inspiration is what? Is what? Fleeting. Right? Fleeting. So that's where the myths come in. Right? So in other words, th- this, is, this is like the booster cables. You know, this is how things get started. The problem we often have is we get the inspiration and we don't plug it into anything. So then, of course, it just simply dissipates. It just, it just goes away. So the mitzvah is there. But what he's describing over here is just the power of shira by itself, just as shira. Part B is after I awaken the soul. Okay, now I'm awakened. Now what? Now what? Now what should I do? We saw your agenda before. Oh, I, I was going to tell. It's more of a, a story. Did Rebbe ever hear the story of Baba Melody from Hasidic Tales of the Holocaust? Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, incredible. Uh, incredible. Yeah. All right. Good. Let's go back there. Let's go a little bit back there. Let's go a little bit back there. We have a couple of minutes. It's a beautiful story. Let's go a bit back there. So I'm going to say, let, let's just do two more lines, then we'll stop for tonight. I want to be kind. I apologize. We'll have to figure out now with Mincha Meirev exactly like when to start everything. Um, we, like we, we could do an early Mincha, but he's going to have to make a couple extra kugels if the Chavra by Mincha Meirev catches a whiff over here. Yeah, they all say, came, no, one came, no one actually came tonight and tomorrow. Oh, there's a wedding. Oh. Two weddings today. I know. I know cause I, yeah, I was about them. So, so like, uh, and there's a lot of guys in the shir who are there. They, they asked me to save them kugel. I said no. I said no. I said yeah, getting your shaman kugel. But I gave them a thing of oil. I said this will be enough. <laughs> so I say, let's do. Let's do one more. One more line. He says, "V'yishal pamim." Let's just do this piece. V'yishal pamim. Shleis oru bechad diburim velo targish shumakasha. Actually, we'll say, we'll stop over here for tonight. We'll stop over here for tonight. We'll stop over here. It's already 10 after 9. We'll stop here. So we're going to spend one more week in Mirat Hashem on Shira. We'll finish up this piece next week. But I will say, but again, Piazetna leaves us with just an incredibly overwhelming and inspiring insight as to how to go ahead and awaken. And I want to be clear. This is the awakening. This is the awakening, right? This is not, this is not the end. This is the beginning of the process. To lose yourself in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, To go ahead and feel your neshama taking control over the direction of your life. Once I start, the shah then becomes, as, as Ramir brought up, what do I plug it into? Right? And as Nehemiah brought up, so where does the intellect... Can't, you can't live life with, uh, with a turned off intellect your entire life. That's going to be terribly detrimental. So where does the intellect kick back on? We're going to see all of that. But at least I will say, finally now, we have a departure. So we'll say, this is our bold for this week. And I voted for this week is to carve out a couple of minutes to be by yourself and choose your nigun. And I will say, I want to point out, by the way, you don't have to sing. In ours, you'll say, well, I have a terrible voice. I don't really want to sing to myself. That's the most uninspiring thing that I could possibly do. I'll say, so I'll tell you, I'll tell you like this. What you could do is you can go ahead and you can put on your, your earbuds or your earphones and pull up something that moves you. But the chap is be alone. The chap is be alone. And close your eyes. And imagine yourself sitting before the Kisei HaKabad. And use that nigun as the opportunity to pour your heart out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And it's going to start with simple petitional things. Like the Piazetzna said, don't underestimate the power 
of simple petitional asks and their ability to forge relationship. That's how I've ordered this week. I was saying, yes, we should be, should be Zoha. We should homework. It was always homework. We should be Zoha. To come back next week. It's all of us inspired from our Shira. And we're going to continue. We have one more week on this section of Shira. Right, we have Shira next week, right? Because it's not Shavuot. Yeah, Shavuot is the following week, right? Good. So, Merit Hashem, Shira next week. We'll finish up Shira. Bosai, Shkoyach. Shkoyach, Shkoyach. Yeah, I think that was there. It was like a two and a half hour chance. Yeah. 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 At one point, Ruby Harrison got it.